Yeah, I went on a, I went, I was doing this trip with work. I worked with Danny and he um, was like, oh my gosh, come to this drag race watch party that I go to. And I was like, cool. And then um, he like gave me the address and then didn't show up. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> and, Wait, was he literally not there when you came? No. <laughs> That's wild. Did he let you... No, I guess he didn't let you know that he wasn't coming. I mean, I think, like, day of, he was like, I'm not going, but you totally still should. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, so I just, like, showed up to Michael's apartment <laughs> and just, like, had a full kiki with these people whom I had never met. Um, <laughs> and then I just kept showing up. Um, yeah. and then after a while I was just like, I guess, at, you know, to some degree, like integrated into the, into the little group of people. But yeah, that's kind of like a good way to get like associated with people is just to be like thrown in to a group of people without like that middleman. So <laughs> totally. Right. Like, especially if you're willing to be like a self-advocate, I've met people who like will not show up without another person. And then it's like, well, you weren't even there really. You were right. just like behind your friend i don't know i had to be really mindful of like not showing up and being luckily if michael's in the room i like am not i'm i'm competing for the biggest personality so it's like um, (laughs) (laughs) so it it never felt like i was like taking up too much space either because it felt like oh the energy's up here cool i'm just gonna like meet everyone right there well and we we at the time had another attendee who would definitely have beaten either of us for (laughs) Uh, biggest personality. Biggest personality, yeah. So. Should we, like, start the episode and then get yeah, into... Yeah, start the episode and then get into it, okay? Yeah, so here's the theme song. Click. Remember that record that you bought me, like, two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet, so I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Roulette. I've been meaning to listen why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh. 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 Why don't you come over and talk about it? Pride month. <laughs> Pride. And we're all wearing right now the Target uh suits. I was going to say that. Uh, 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 and this is I've Been Meaning to Listen to a show where we learn... Uh, where we listen to albums we've been meaning to listen to to learn more about ourselves and our guests. I'm Michael Limitado. I'm Sean Wilkinson. And I am Caleb Blackford. Oh. (laughs) Did I do that again? (laughs) Yeah, no, you're good. I am the boom boom gun. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, our other co-host, who is not here with us today, uh, has tasked Sean and I with hosting at least one Pride Month episode. No promises on any further as we go farther i think uh, and uh, we'll be hopping on the our future ones yeah he's he's also not gay so we don't (laughs) want him on these episodes yeah that's true uh, it's pride month pride is for gay people and no kink those are the two things (laughs) Pride is for. so uh with with this task we uh decided to try to find some artists that like queer people like or you know find queer people with artists that they like and this is the perfect intersection for my friend caleb who is a big Lady Gaga stan. So do you want to talk about your history with Lady Gaga, Caleb? Oh my gosh. Um, well, she and I went to high school to get, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you started Stefani Germanata will never be famous. I actually came up with the name Lady Gaga. She, for, she conveniently forgets that in interviews, but <laughs> um, no, I, um, gosh, I mean, we're talking like over a decade at this point ago, like me sitting and watching the 2009 VMAs 
Um, and mm. like, obviously I had heard just dance and I had like heard love game and was like bopping to them, like to whatever degree. And then like, Oh my gosh, the, um, like she came at, this was the same night that the Kanye and Taylor of it all happened. Oh yeah. Um, and so that really did end up taking like a lot of the like attention of the night. But I just remember sitting there and like watching her like bleed on stage singing paparazzi. And mm-hmm. I was literally like, I, it was like, I mean, it, there is literally like before that happened and after that happened in my life. Like I it, like <laughs> literally changed me fundamentally. Um, and then I just, I mean, me on Tumblr just consumed like every piece of information that there was to consume about her over the next, I mean, we're still going. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just been like a very long time of me truly obsessing over this person. <laughs> I, I always forget that the Taylor Kanye thing happened the same night as Lady Gaga. Like what a historic night. <laughs> truly. I know. And it's so funny to we come from recording a lot of Kanye West stuff and we just recorded mm-hmm. like an episode on Taylor Swift's Fearless. Mm-hmm. It's funny to talk to someone who's like, if only Kanye and Taylor hadn't soaked up all the attention from Lady Gaga so rudely. I mean, like, yeah, have never heard Fearless, don't listen to Kanye. So I'm really like, I'm, I'm here representing the minority. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right, yeah. Right. <laughs> And we we have truly also picked maybe the minority of her albums, too. I don't know. Our pop has really gained steam over the years, yeah. I think. I just remember um, that there was the whole, like, I think it was even before it came out, but everyone was like, stream art pop on iTunes. Like, that was the big, like, catchphrase. Yeah, buy our pop, hashtag buy our pop on iTunes. I still yes. tweet that regularly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lady Gaga famously does not. So. She does not remember it. She does not remember it. Wait, how did, does she not like, does she not like it now or something? Well, so like pre-Chromatica, um, which is her most recent album, um, mm-hmm. she t- was like tweeting all of these stuff. Like I'm naming my next album Adele and was just like truly like trolling, like WTF is Fortnite or whatever, like was just trolling. Everyone. Oh yes. But okay. one of the things uh, she, did she say who it who is ninja yeah. or ninja tweeted and was like, Hey, and she was like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things, one of the things that she tweeted was, I don't remember art pop. And like me and my little high horse of a lady Gaga stand, like I, there is like a whole thread that I tweeted about this where I was just like very disappointed in that. And I'm like, I know she's trolling, <laughs> but like art pop truly is like everything that I've ever wanted in an album. Um, and I just like that, hit me so hard and i'm like this isn't funny and you think you're being funny but (laughs) then this year with this like which we can get into which this like resurgence of like everyone asking for like art pop act two she did like Mm -hmm. finally acknowledge it um in a way that i think like really makes sense of why she's kind of shied away from addressing a lot of like just even the the culture around art pop in the last few years yeah Hmm. i i think prior to her recent t- take on it, she kind of had a F you if you like art pop mentality. Yeah. Which kind of made people like it more, even to a degree. Like, oh, Lady Gaga even hates this, kind of. But, like, so. I'm. Can, why Why did she, like, what's her, like, qualm so with the, it? I don't get it. Because I feel like I read where she was like, oh, I really, like, am proud of this album. And, like, this is, like, my favorite album of mine. And obviously that was, like, years ago, but. There are a couple of factors at play, and Caleb, you can chime in with anything else, but basically, like, this album was her least commercially successful album. Yeah. At least to date. It showed, like, kind of 
like not sophomore slump, but like junior slump to some degree. Yeah. <laughs> and like, um, also, uh, she kind of ignored a lot of people's like advice or input on this album, not for, for the better for some and for the worse for others. Like, uh, do what you want, which you probably heard before. Oh. Originally had R. Kelly on it, and now yes. you can listen to the Christina Aguilera version, which unfortunately does still give R. Kelly money because he was a writer on that song. Right, but, right. Um, you know, just just stuff like that. There was a, a music video for that song that got scrapped, and people have seen some leaks of it. Not mm. good. So there's <laughs> a lot of stuff like that going into play in this album. Caleb, anything else you want to touch on? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we'll get into it. I I truly like. Um, the thing with art pop is like, I really look at all of it through rose colored glasses. Like even with the R. Kelly of it all, like when I think back to like when the song was coming out and she was doing interviews talking and so, and R. Kelly was as well. Um, you know, both of them were sharing these like stories of like, you know, um, Gaga and I, like we, we have similar, you know, vibes in the music industry. We're both like controversial figures. And at the time, and this is not me excusing this at all. But mm. at the time, like in the 2012, 2013 of it all, R. Kelly was more just considered like a controversial figure culturally. Um, right. We like hadn't gotten into, into specifics as like a as a society. We like knew it was like a joke. I mean, when like mute R. Kelly happened, you saw how many people had recorded with him, like Celine, Mariah, like everyone has mm-hmm. recorded with R. Kelly. He's like everywhere. So it's like... Um, at the time, like, there wasn't a big pushback to her being like, we're both controversial figures. It's like, yeah, I guess kind of, just in very different yeah. ways. Yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, like, very it's different. Like, like how iconic is kind of overused. Yeah. Controversial kind of has the opposite thing yeah. where it's like anyone can be controversial. It's just like... To what degree? Yeah, it's like you type? you piss off the Catholic Church. He's like doing very different things over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but Just then, because the Pope hates you doesn't mean everyone does. Right. <laughs> but then I think the other half of that is that like she went through a lot of trauma um, at like a personal and professional level during the rollout of Art Pop. I mean, the day the album dropped, her manager of her longtime manager left her. Um, her like label was like really not supporting her. I mean, by the time that it got to like the GUI music video, um, like she funded that entire project herself. Like it was like the industry and her personal like connections were like literally dissolving in front of her while this like enormous, like cultural conversation was happening about like, Oh, art pop is a failure. Lady Gaga's over. So it was really this like one, two punch of like professional and personal life struggles. Um, that I think post like, literally distancing herself from art pop in the furthest way possible, which she did with cheek to cheek. It was like, she did all of this healing and then was like, okay, I'm just going to like leave that alone for uh, like ever. And then I think with this year, um, when everyone has like signed this change.org petition, which will never happen. She, she, she did. Oh, go ahead. What was the, what was the petition just to like make art pop part two or something? So pretty much right as she was releasing Art Pop, and honestly, before she released the album, she was already alluding to this, like, Art Pop Volume 2, or Act 2, as Mm. the fans have taken it on. Um, And fans have really run with that. And there's a few songs that, like, were supposed to be on Art Pop that didn't make it, um, that, like, the fans know about, that they kind of, like, assign a place on Art Pop Act 2. I don't... It's never going to happen. 
but um, no, never, never. A chainsaw. She's never gonna officially release nothing on but the radio. She's never ever gonna officially release a ton of that. So. You better believe a it's all it's... on my phone right now. Right, right. <laughs> a lot of it's been leaked. I think Lady Gaga is one of. I I know a lot of unreleased stuff. It's like her, Lana, Charlie, yeah. who are the I think most leaked work. Mm. Like that's not actually been released. Yeah. So. So, and well, then the change.org petition was like asking for that. And then the, the executive producer of art pop, um, DJ white shadow, then mm. like really stoked the flames there by like getting a hold of the change.org petition and being like, yes, I'll talk to Gaga. We have to get this music oh out gosh. there. And it's, and they are friends. Um, she's also like filming a Ridley Scott movie in, in, in Italy. So it's like, it's not happening, but it's very sweet. Here's the thing though. It could happen. Sure. It's not gonna, but sure. It could. That stuff's done. It's like ready. It's kind of like the Chromatica remix album, which I don't feel like is ever going to come out either. Well, where, like, did you hear yeah, the Char- Charlie XCX yeah. is going to be on nine one one, and Rina Soyama yeah. is on every single other track, I guess, <laughs> based on the amount of scene of Rina Soyama. Well, did you hear the big Frida so. Judas? No. <laughs> No. no. Wait. 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 No, we're not laughing about this. It's such. It's a banger. <laughs> last night. So she. Last night, Gaga announced that there's a Born This Way like special release thing happening in June. Um, yes. And okay. there's going to be like I don't know, probably like less than ten songs that are going to be like completely reimagined by like queer and queer adjacent um, performers. And the first one Rita that got, the first one that got released was <laughs> Big Frida doing a full new realized version of Judas, and it's like a bounce track. It goes. I've listened to it probably a hundred times already. Wait, that sounds awesome. Yeah, from what I know of Big Frida, like, great. Big Frida's coming to Tulsa Pride this year. I know. You She's know? also doing a virtual Seattle Pride. We're doing, it's all virtual this year here, but. Um, sorry, sorry, um, we can reach out and touch Big Frida at our Pride. <laughs> <laughs> and should, and should. Right, and, and will. <laughs> but it's a good song, it's, it's a good song. I'm, I'm going to listen to that, maybe even on our break, when we have our break, so. Mm. There you go. Who knows? I've, I I saw that people were tweeting about Judas, but I uh, did not inquire further. So. <laughs> You're like they're at it again. <laughs> <laughs> the gays. Honestly, if I see Matt Rogers starting to interact with something too much on Twitter, I leave it alone. I'm gonna. I say, as an avid, I'm be following you. as an avid listener of Los Culturistas, I will not be commenting. <laughs> I listen to Los Culturistas, but. You know, for for Bowen. I want to be on that podcast, so what I'm saying is, Matt and Bowen, if you're listening, (laughs) I want to be on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I like you. I like you enough to listen. I just like Bowen a little more, but I still, of course, like both of you. There we go. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. So, um, Sean, what's your history with Lady Gaga? It's kind of a lot like Kanye, where, like, I never really listen to them outside of like what was on the radio and to be honest their music never like her music never like did much for me i thought it was it's i don't i wouldn't call it bland because it's not bland it just it felt a lot it felt kind of generic to me um but i also don't listen to a lot of pop music um so it never grabbed a hold of me i was always more interested in like her personal life outside of her music because that was always more like it seemed like she was really taking risks and like like the VMA st- I almost called it a stunt. I guess you could call it a stunt, I don't know. But uh that was always like that was really cool to see just cuz it was different. And uh but yeah, her music, I don't know. I never like got that into and uh 
I don't know, like art pop. It w- didn't really do it for me. <laughs> um, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I will say all the rescheduling was kind of nice because I was like, oh, sweet. I can put off listening to this a little bit more. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think this album is a grower. Like, I, I think it is easy to dislike at first. But, yes, you know. Well, and also, like, part of it for me, too. <laughs> no. <laughs> that wasn't my experience, but I, I validate what you're all saying. Yes, yeah. Well, no, I agree, though, because, like, I... Oh, I also thought about, like, how I would, like, the, the thing about this podcast is we've only done it in quarantine, so, like, all the music I've listened to, like, I've done just, like, sitting on my couch. So, like, this <laughs> album is, like, not a sit on your couch and listen to album, I feel like. It's, like, like, I should be at the club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I think that kind of changed. Like, I thought about it. I was, like, oh, I could be, like, if I was out, like, partying or something and I heard this album, I'd probably, like, really fucking love it. So, Yeah. I think, I think to me, that's like why Chromatica is almost impossible to listen to because it came out like peak pandemic. It's all club music. Yeah. And it's like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> I'm like traumatized hearing the songs. Like, it reminds me of when I was like panicked and like stuck in my house. Mm. Now I'm, you know, not as panicked and not as stuck in my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I still don't want to listen to it. So <laughs> it, it is hard. Honestly, like I, a few of the songs from Chromatica, I like truly like skip regularly because they take me back to a headspace that I do not want to exist in, which is mm. like just moving to a city where I did not know anyone and was like, yeah, peak depression, peak pandemic. Like also like I'm, you know, I'm in Seattle. So this was like peak, the chaos of living in Seattle of last oh, summer. Sure. Um, it's just like, I'm like, you know, I'm going to bump, uh, like rain on me because I, I, there's been enough content from rain on me to like, keep me through. Like I, I can think back to like all of the, like even the VMA performance of rain on me. I'm like, okay, cool. That's fun. Like I have other memories that aren't just like sitting in my house, not being able to go anywhere. Mm. But Michael, what is, what is your like history of Lady Gaga? <sighs> Lady Gaga was one of the artists I like. So growing up, I was like raised very, very Christian as I've talked about what? lots and lots, but I, I've never talked about this on the podcast <laughs> every episode, but, uh, one of, I would l- get music from the library that I wasn't allowed to listen to otherwise. And like download them onto my mm-hmm. computer and change the like album covers. So I could s- still like, basically I would make it look like a different album in yeah. case like my family used iTunes or whatever. And, uh, or, like, make them more chaste, basically, like, um, Genius. and this is one of, like, the three albums I had on, like, big, not art pop, but, like, uh, the fame monster, or the fame, maybe, I can't remember which, which of them, mm-hmm. was one of, like, the three that I, like, really loved to listen to, it was, like, that, Teenage Dream, and Kesha's Animal, where, like, I loved those albums, and they're very, like, pure pop, and I really like all three of them, so that's kind of my intro into gaga but i didn't like keep up i wasn't like a stan of lady gaga Mm -hmm. so um for me it was a lot of like visiting her later on like i didn't listen to art pop when art pop came out but i have gone back and revisited art pop a lot but before we started recording that like getting ready for this and Mm -hmm. i know like this is like caleb and a lot of people's like favorite lady gaga album because it does a lot different to what Lady Gaga you typically does. So, uh, but not in a bad way, like Joanne, in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it almost, like, it it feels the most like her, in a sense. As far as, like, it's just very, 
over the top and like kind not chaotic i guess but like just it's so eccentric and it i feel like it does kind of reflect lady gaga pretty well it has some really fun production in yeah, my opinion yeah. some of her most unique production yeah i think art pop is like if you could literally take like a snapshot of like the way her brain works and like turn it into music i think like that is what art pop is mm. which like maybe isn't always the most and i think you know in a way is why she doesn't like revisit it super often is like i imagine that that's like not easy to experience over and over and over again sure but i think like art pop is like to its like at its core like the truest most authentic version of like a lady gaga album that's like completely void of like pretense and like other people's expectations it's like i'm gonna make exactly what sounds right to me and then i'm gonna like put it out in the world and like unfortunately it didn't actually turn out this way but i think the the um the idea was like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna put it out and whether or not you all like it or not i don't care and i'm still gonna like twirl which was not the attitude she took a lot of times <laughs> when people have that say like i don't give a fuck what you guys think but please like me. yeah come on <laughs> please like me <laughs> um so we've covered the artist we've covered history with the album to some degree do we want to start hopping into you know general feelings about the album like what are some general themes of the album that you've noticed? Uh, Caleb, you want to start with this one? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't know that I'm going to contribute a lot other than just, like, gay screams into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is a perfect album. I literally, like, I... <laughs> I Okay, with a critical eye, I think that, like, the themes of the album are rebellion. I think the themes of the album are... Um, like rebelling against trauma. I think it's rebelling against expectations. I think um, she visits like a lot of themes in this album that are just wrapped up into like big metaphors. I mean, even like we talked about do what you want a little bit. It's like, at you know, at first listen and the way that it was like kind of received by the public, it's like, oh, do what you want my body? This is so scandalous. Lady Gaga being whatever again. But it's like that song was like written at a piano, you know, like with this like, this understanding that like I am like I have this autonomy over myself and my mind and like you all can do whatever you want with my body you all can like say whatever you want about my physical being but like you're not gonna have my mind you're not gonna have my heart I just think like the theme of art pop is true like middle finger in the air I'm gonna do what I want to do the fact that it was written on a piano is so hilarious to me, too, because <laughs> the production on it is like, like, how would that even go on the piano? You know? What I mean? Yeah. Like, like, what's the what's the middle? Like, what's the process from the piano? Yeah. to the- <laughs> There is a performance that she did of Do What You Want acoustically at a piano. There's a piano and like a xylophone um, player uh, on Alan Carr in like 2013, I mm. want to say. And she, I mean, you know, peak Lady Gaga, she's wearing like this fiber optic wig that has lights in it. And she's got like an iPad right. on her chest, but it is <laughs> one of my favorite performances that she's ever done. Oh, that's so fun. I, I always, I rewatched the, uh, the voice performance mm-hmm. with Christina Aguilera of do what you want. And it's hilarious. It is one of the best performances from the voice ever. They are, they have huge hair, they're like it's like very camp, very good. Wait, did she do it with Lady Gaga or something? Yes, that's that's the one that's on Spotify is like live. Oh, do what you okay. want from the two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, and the two of them performed. Christina is doing that like oh, yeah. like, 
the whole time. The thing that's like hurts your throat to listen to. And they, that's what she's doing. And the they time. have this beautiful little interaction afterwards where Christina like pulls them. I mean, she's holding a microphone, but she like in my mind, she like pulls the mic out of um, whatever the host's name is. And um, is it Carson Daly? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, she like pulls the mic and she's like, <laughs> and I just want to say everyone, Lady Gaga is the most authentic artist I've ever met. Like a lot of times in this industry, guys, like, you know, these people like, <laughs> it's just this, like the weirdest interaction where Gaga's just kind of standing there being like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, have I you guys, it. it's, have you guys seen the Caitlyn Jenner singing TikTok? Yes. yes. Yes, Let me course. just close this Peak. computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a third thing that made me think of, which I, I figured this might be how it went. But I just watched the other day a video of Katy Perry introducing Bo Burnham when he's like 18 and they're like at like an award show and she's laying on the piano and like booby, like, you know, tits out, like laying on the piano and she's like, hi, everybody. <laughs> It's me, your teenage dream, Katy Perry. Like, you know, doing that thing that she was she did for a long time before she became a mom. And all her branding <laughs> was mom. But uh, she's laying on the piano and she's like, I am so excited to introduce this next guest. And he is so young. 18, luckily. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, then she, and then she, like, looks over at him and she's like, my favorite Bo Burnham. And oh, he no. does not look at her or interact with her at all. He waits for her to get off the piano. You like watch her get <laughs> off the piano and then he starts performing like <laughs> Oh my god. I cannot believe it. What were they doing think, at the yeah. same event? Does he do music? No. <laughs> literally. I think he does do he does he like plays piano during his act, but that still doesn't seem like they should be in the same room together. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Katy Perry should be around in the same room as 18-year-olds. Right. That's what I've learned. <laughs> Any, so what are, what are uh, y'all's, like, overall themes that you're taking from this album? I'm, I'm so curious. No, I, I think a lot of this album is about taking power from men in, mm-hmm. like, a heterosexual relationship or whatever. Like, for Lady Gaga to take the power from men in any relationship and give it to herself. Like, you, you see that in maybe more than half the songs. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, there's a lot, of, like, she talks a lot about, like, having sex with women, too. Doesn't she? Like, isn't, yeah. what's, the, I don't remember what the song is, like, uh, G-U-I, like, she's, I feel like, or maybe it's not G-U-I. It's one of the songs where she's, like, basically, like, I'm gonna, your boyfriend's away, I'm gonna come over, like, let's fuck, basically. So. I mean, her and Nikki are, used to be, used to be by another hetero, so. They're both, they're both there. No, 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 no. She's wait, still, wait, wait. She would still yeah. say she identifies as oh, okay, bisexual. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I didn't remember if she had taken that back. Let's cut this out. <laughs> but that Nicki Minaj rap lyric is hilarious to me. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, Caleb, how do you feel about Harry Styles? I mean, wait. Because <laughs> no, oh, well, my, okay, well. <laughs> no, go ahead. I came on hot yes. a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, do you not like him? <laughs> no, I think he's a queer baiter. I think it's working. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the issue, though. I think... If you're queer baiting and it's working, then you're queer baiting. Listen, he puts on a high-waisted pants and my pants come off. I don't know what to tell you all. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't I see that appreciate third nipple. That's Ooh. the issue. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think he does. I really do think that he does. Because it's like, two, what is, do you think Harry Styles hates gay people? No. Michael Limitato <laughs> says, Michael Limitato says Harry Styles hates gay people. No, I think he loves, I think, I, I'm I mean, not saying us. 
I think Harry Styles like is very appreciative of this part of his fan base. I also think that it's like it's working. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that I think Harry Styles hate peop- hates gay people, but I might imply Harry Styles hates gay people. I saw him, him and Millie Bobby Brown are always riding around town trying oh to run, run over gay people. <laughs> Millie Bobby Harry Styles Brown. <laughs> Millie Bobby Harry Styles Brown. It's my drag name. <laughs> <laughs> Millie Bobby uh, Nana Fafana Harry yeah. Styles Brown. <laughs> having, the album is about having sex with women, yeah, yeah. not 18 year olds like Roberto. Uh,. Yeah, I don't know. She also does a good job of, like, grouping songs together on the album. Like, she has, like, three songs in a row that are about sex. Like, next ones are about drugs. And, uh, but the, uh, Caleb, you brought up the good point about, like, this is kind of the most, like, Lady Gaga album. Because, like, she says, like, right off the bat in the album, like, an aura, she's, like, she literally asks, like, do you want to see who I am, basically? So, yeah, I think that's kind of the biggest theme is that this is just an exploration of, like, her mind, like you said. So. Yeah. And I, I love that you catch on to the um the placement of songs in a really mm-hmm. intentional way i mean even like the way she described mary jane holland into dope is like mary jane holland is the high this is the come up this is the this is the like mm. euphoria and dope is the crash dope is when you the day after the hangover it's when you say like shit i feel horrible um and i can't do that again um so it's it's yeah. really yeah i love that you caught that uh any other themes we want to touch on <laughs> i hate dope let's I, let's, I, let's transition into <laughs> low lights i think dope is one of the it's not the worst song on the album but <laughs> i do not like it although i when i listen to it i do find myself like kind of singing along to it well but mostly because i'm like I need you more than dope. <laughs> like she, she does like a weird it's, thing with her voice. It's in weird. This song. Also, just because something's catchy doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> we all. Can I actually tell you all this? I'm so happy I'm here. This, <laughs> as fans, as because you know, I was here. I am a member of the forum GagaDaily.com, which I don't. They sometimes they're a little questionable, but I, I was an active member of this forum for years. Um, mm. we all called it a dope voice. It was her dope voice. Um, and she, and she did it for years. It was like a technical choice that she was making in the way she sang mm. that like we literally all, she did it during till it happens to you era a little bit. And like people in the people in the forum would literally be like, no, she's doing her dope voice. <laughs> But I will say I'm probably I mean, I'm I'm not like a fair person to talk to about lowlights of this album, because like you say dope is bad. And I'm like, well, let me tell you why it's not. But I mean, it, no, that's change our mind. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. the thing with dope, too, and, and I hate that this is just me sharing Lady Gaga music trivia. But the thing, with, <laughs> the thing with dope is that it actually was a song called I Want to Be With You. Um, like same format of song, um, same melody, but the song was called I Want to Be With You. And the, the lyrics were like, um, I won't be right without you. And I might break without you. I'd rather be poor and happy than rich and alone. Um, and it was like a love song. And she, she like showed it to the label and they were like, no. Um, and it was like, you need to do better than this. Like it needs to be more personal than this. And so Dope was kind of her answer to that being like, well, then let me write you like the most personal song that I can think to do, which is to say like this addiction that I'm dealing with, like 
I'll give it all away for like my fans. Like, I mean, it's written as like a, I need you more than dope. But what she's saying is like to her fan base, like I need you all more than I need this addiction. That's like running so much of my life. Well, and I also appreciated too, that it was just like different from the rest of the album. Like it was a nice change of pace just to like for a little piano ballad. But yeah, the, the, the actual vocals did not do it for me. (laughs) (laughs) I like the vocals. I like, I like that she's doing something kind of goofy with it, but it's, uh, because it's so genuine of a song, like yeah. you're saying, like it does kind of touch on it. And then being like, oh, I need you more <laughs> than dope. It's like, <laughs> do you mean it? There is like, a, do you mean it? There, when she performed, I don't exactly remember when it was, but she performed and she's wearing, she has a sleek platinum blonde short, like little pixie cut thing that is like sleeked back. And she's got her, she's got blue contacts in, like light blue contacts in her eyebrows are bleached and she's got on a black curled handlebar mustache Uh. (laughs) and she's performing dope at a piano it is peak lady gaga and also peak what in the fuck is happening right now was that her is ronnie no wait who no isn't that her like male alter ego or something joe yeah male joe joe calderon Oh, God bless. I, uh, you know his Twitter is still active. Every once in a while, he tweets. I he don't had a think Twitter. She, he still has one. I don't think she runs it anymore. But every <laughs> once in a while, he'll tweet some like weird, oh vague God. reference to something she's up to, and all the fans are like, "He's no! like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I remember Art Pop no. actually." <laughs> That's the only way to get the knowledge is like Sherlock Holmes style, unlock the inner personality. Yeah. Funny stuff. I hope that I keep that in. I hope that's good. (laughs) Very funny. (laughs) Anyways, um, I'm going to hit on my other low light. This is a good album for me, so please do not take any of my low lights too personally, Caleb. But I also think Jewels and Drugs is not a good song. Oh, I I didn't like that either. (laughs) I think it uh, is. It's extremely messy. It has too many features. Oh, my gosh. Um, She... It doesn't really fit with the rest of the album. It doesn't sound like the rest of the album. Like, I love me some, like, rap features, and Twista is really good, I feel like, on it. But it yes. just doesn't... It's not cohesive together, like... In T.I.'s verse, it sounded like he, like, wrote the verse, and then was like, oh, shit, I can't keep up with this. I can't keep up with what I wrote. Like, mm-hmm. he, it was... He felt, like, so... He felt like he was struggling so hard to get the verse across. I feel and, like a lot of times when you feature with Twista, or if you have heard Twista's verse, you want to make your verse like, like his, and then it's like, but you can't. Like, that's his thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, Twista was like the only good one. And uh, yeah, I was like, T.I. sounds like he's trying to be Twista. So, yep. That uh, That is a song whose production came straight out of the mind of DJ White Shadow, who produced the majority of the album. DJ White Shadow is a Chicago-based producer that loves to make like trap uh like pop electric like hybrid music um which like you hear a lot of if you listen to like uh, which these are all like unreleased tracks but like party nauseous and like tea and a little bit the song that she did with azalea that didn't ever come out um Mm -hmm. like all of those songs are are really like trap electronic like i mean big production songs and like that's really where it comes from i think they can work and i like some of those unreleased tracks but i just think this doesn't like i i, I would like it if it weren't for the features honestly mm. like 
I loved any time Lady Gaga was singing, but yeah, it was just too many features, like Michael said, and then the features just not performing well. So at the first, at the first like performance she did for the album, um, like as a whole, it was the uh, I believe it was like I Heart something or I don't remember. Um, Ti was supposed to. I heard something. Ti was supposed <laughs> to show up, and he couldn't. He couldn't get in to like the UK Ooh. because of like a passport trouble or something. And so they just play his verse, and Gaga's like, "My uh. friend couldn't get into the country. <laughs> like they wouldn't let him in. So like, sing along." But it's like no one knew that. <laughs> no one knows T Pain's part. No. What are your low lights, Sean? That was about. I mean, a lot of this album is just very like okay to me i can't say i have like any that stood out super hard as lowlights other than jewels and drugs manicure i was like a little bored by just because it felt like a very generic beat i love the chorus of manicure though it's so fun i don't remember the chorus of it she won't be taken care of no (laughs) (laughs) lyrical genius like yeah that's like some of these lyrics are so goofy and uh but it's can't it's campy like i don't I think she's never been a great lyricist, so whatever. Yeah, I agree. I think this album is like pure camp, like in an Mm -hmm. actual good way. Sometimes it doesn't land. Like Jewels and Drugs is almost camp in how many features it has, and none of it works. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like it's almost like, okay, you guys want some features? Like especially now that uh, what's it called? Do what you want is like dropped from the album. Like unless you're looking for do what you want, Mm -hmm. uh, it this is the only song with features, so it seems like. Okay, y'all want some features? <laughs> Let's Here's put them all on one track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Gosh, I had never. I, she's not. I mean, other than the fact that like her biggest feature is like the feature, like the female recording collaboration of all time. Um, w- telephone. I mean, uh, like other mm-hmm. than that, I, I'm the features aren't always. Um, they don't always hit that hard for me. Um, like I think about like "Hey Girl," I'm like "Bye Girl." Like I, uh, I, I don't like that song. Is that that's not the one with Florence Welsh? Is it? It surely is. Uh, yeah, that one is bad, oh. unfortunately. And now I was so excited about that. I just am not here for so it. I, I, I do. So Hayden and I sometimes will go "Hey Girl" <laughs> when we're like <laughs> doing something but, like that. Oh, I'm not gonna get it. We're talking about our pop. <laughs> No, listen, I am I am a Joanne apologist. I do stand by that album. Joanne sucks. <laughs> no. Joanne is like her worst album. No, was that her country album? It surely was. Yes. I okay. I just I I do stand by a lot of it. Like I think like Dancing in Circles is good. AO is good. Yeah, Dancing in Circles like, is good. Like the the high, even Perfect Illusion. I love Perfect Illusion. Um oh, I like Perfect Illusion. I like its key change. It's like how to write a pop song 101. Yeah. It's like like do something that someone can sing along to, and then do like a crazy key change. Well, and it's, Ke- it's Kevin no Parker. <laughs> Kevin Parker literally wrote it. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah, it's like oh, literally a t- it's like a Tame Impala song. If you're if you yes. remove Lady Gaga's screeching, well, I say lovingly. <laughs> um, then it's wait, which one is this? Perfect, Perfect Illusion. Illusion. Perfect. Il- oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, Sorry we, we we got a little, <laughs> a little derailed. <laughs> I'm like frantically searching the album. Did not see that. Did not see. Sorry. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I think yeah. A lot of people. It, it's hard to like pick lowlights on an album that you don't like love any song on either. 
if it if it like really hits middle of the road for you, it's like, well, they're all kind of like fine. Yeah, right. I mean, they all kind of blend together for me. There are some that are like clearly standouts that I mm-hmm. really do enjoy, but yeah, most of them I'm just like, they're fine. It's fine. I'm neutral. But, Jew- uh, Jewels and Drugs is is the worst song on that album, and I I will say that mm-hmm. it's just the worst song on a perfect album to me. <laughs> Still 10 out of 10, but low 10. <laughs> yeah. Caleb, you're a little art pop delusional, uh, to be honest. It's good. It's, is it that good, though? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll talk about highlights uh, right after this break. No, we grew up We grew up in the same town. We did, like, Little League together. We did, I was going like... to did we play baseball together? Mm-hmm. Okay, I couldn't remember. I know I played with your brother, but I couldn't remember if we yeah, were, no, like, we, on we, team. Were you, like, a year behind me then? Probably. Maybe. But I remember doing baseball with you at least one year. Because okay. your dad was like one of the coaches. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Shit, sorry I don't remember you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're good. I remember ba- Little League. Uh, uh, let's say, and we're back. I remember in Little League, I would chew so much gum on oh, yeah. the side of the stands. That was something I loved to do. And I can like blow like a bubble in a bubble in a bubble. It's queer to be able to blow two bubbles <laughs> with bubble gum. But uh I Did, uh what were, were you ever like a, a sunflower seed? No, kid? I think that's so na- I'm like me bo- eating like fifteen pieces of bubble gum <laughs> at once, but I'm like but sunflower seeds are so nasty. It's like hanging out of your mouth and you're like sunflower seeds suck. my sister was one of those people who could like put a handful in her mouth and then just like spit them out as she ate i'm like that is impossible to me i was like (laughs) i would like crack one with my teeth open it eat the seed pick another one crack them with my teeth open it like i can't whenever whenever i have to do that like pistachios i'm like what do i live in the 1500s why do i have to eat this food like this That's how I feel about, like, lobster. Like, I fucking hate, like, working for food. (laughs) You're like, like, gotta get that little bit in there. (laughs) It's not worth it. It's not worth that little bit of meat. (laughs) It's absurd. Uh. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, Did I tell you about about when we went to New Orleans? And we, uh, I went with my dad, like, three or four years ago. And we, uh, we went to this, like, seafood restaurant. And... He ordered, you know, crawfish is like the big, the big food down there. And so he got Mm -hmm. like a three pound thing of crawfish, like just giant platter. And I got like shrimp or something like that, like a regular plate of shrimp. And so I finished it in like 15 minutes. And then I had to sit there for like another hour while he was like (laughs) sucking the heads out of these crawfish. It's God awful. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) that's not a good story. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. I'm just laughing that I came back and was like, blah, 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 blah. I came back actually on a crutch and Caleb was like, what is happening? <laughs> Why are you on a crutch? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. How's your how's your yeah. calf doing? Not good. I might need surgery on it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Wild you saying stuff. that. You know who else had surgery? <laughs> Lady, oh. Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. You know, you know who else suffers from chronic pain? She just surely does. Sorry, I'm not going to say that with a smile. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Oh, gosh. Um, but what's not painful is listening to talking about our highlights of the album, which we're going to do here. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, Beautifully done. Sean, do you want to talk about highlights first? Because I think me and Caleb might have a couple more. Sure. Let me look at my list here. Uh, Sex Dreams, I really love. Because it's mm-hmm. pretty sexy. It's pretty hot. Um, 
and the slap bass on it i really love it's pretty funky at the same time and uh it's just it's really like it's nasty and i like that you know i like guy i think it's also just super catchy um i like that like power dynamic of like i'm in charge like i'm the dom like a basically a guy yeah <laughs> and i love that um and venus i really love venus just because it's also super catchy those are kind of my my top three and uh that i wrote down but i i think this album kind of suffers from or can suffer from like a bunch of its really good songs are right at the beginning um mm-hmm. and i can sometimes when i'm listening through albums get really caught up on like the first like six songs and then i'm like don't listen to the rest of the album mm-hmm. that was this for a long time for me because i would like stop at jewels and drugs and be like okay it's bad now the rest of this album is bad our pop is bad even mm-hmm. though i really like the first like five songs so i would agree with that the first four songs i'm still kind of at that point yeah i haven't yeah. i haven't moved past that yet but maybe it'll grow on me but I totally agree. I think I think Sex Dreams is one of the best songs. I love that mm-hmm. it's like sex with three X's. It's very like it's very it knows it's what kinda, it is. Lady it, Gaga it, knows what it is. Yeah, it's kinda like like come on. Like it's it's so <laughs> it's so on the nose, but it it's very fun at the same time. So like I yeah. don't I don't mind it, you know. Me neither. Caleb, what do you think about these first couple of songs? Um I I mean I, I, I'm not going to offer anything to this part of the conversation because it's just like, it's a hit, it's a hit, it's a hit, it's a hit. Like, they're all... <laughs> <laughs> like, hit, hit. So, actually, I mean, just to kind of like... This is annoying, but like, to go through like, literally... Like, Infected Mushroom had this production that they had for Aura, and it was like pretty much fully realized. And then Gaga started working with Zed um, for some of the mm-hmm. other tracks and heard somehow this infected mushroom like demo of that was Aura and was like, oh my gosh, you I have to get this. So the production of Aura is like almost entirely was completed pre her vocals going on it, um, which I think is really cool. But um, so I think like Aura is a phenomenal start to the album, like so good. And then I think, like, it, it really, I mean, you all are right, though. It goes, like I said, it's like hit after hit after hit at the beginning of this mm-hmm. album. Like, I just think that they're all perfect. I think probably the song that I listen to the most at, like, this at this point in my, like, art pop journey um, towards the beginning of the album is probably Guy. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I, the production on that song holds up so well, and I feel like I'm still, like, constantly listening to it. Um Zed was like, it's really one of the singles of this too, right? Mm-hmm. It was the last like that one. That was one of her singles. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Zed was like really in his bag with that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I love GY. I love Sex Dreams. Um, I'm looking at it right now, but I mean, I could literally just go down the list. <laughs> I also forgot like I, uh, applause. Like, that's a classic. So, applause is good. I've almost heard it too many times well, sure. for it to be a highlight for me anymore. Like, I know that's like a wild thing to say but i also don't think it really sounds like the rest of the album to me mm-hmm. uh especially because it's right at the end it's like after like dope and uh you know the g slur uh but <laughs> uh <laughs> which you know maybe it was okay in 2013 but i don't want to say now so <laughs> i mean she had a song with but, r kelly so like yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't think it's the biggest grievance on the album. I do think it's one of the best songs on the album. Um, and I still like, this is lame, but like, I still, when she's doing the outro and it's like, 
um, Russia, UK, Paris, I'm Italian, Asian. Like when she's going through the list, I still am a little bit like, I'll get some little chills. Like, I think it's very sweet. (laughs) And she actually, during the like born this way era was banned from entering the country of Jakarta, um, Mm. for political reasons, obviously. And it like crushed her. And like the song party nauseous is about not being able to go into Jakarta um, and that, which is not on this album, but it was one of the, uh, unreleased tracks that ended up being an interlude at the art rave. Um, but like in, in that song, um, mm-hmm. she says, uh, someday in Jakarta, I'm like, she, she, I love that she continues to like, um, pull back to this moment of like, I hate that I can't have, like, she was so devastated to not be able to go and perform for them. Mm-hmm. And then also I think fashion is, which this doesn't surprise Ooh, me because yeah. like, David Bowie has a song called fashion. Um, and I think that that's where it pulls inspiration from not in title. Um, I think the song fashion is like the Lady Gaga version of David Bowie's song fame. Um, and if you like listen to them Mm. next to each other, they really do like parallel each other in a lot of the composition of them. I think fashion is like a truly perfect song. I do really, I forgot to write that down, but fashion, I did really like, um, I, I like that Lady Gaga has two canonically songs called Fashion because of the Confessions of a Shopaholic soundtrack fashion, which is not on Spotify anymore. So that fashion is significantly worse, but fun to listen to. <laughs> I, for me, I, my highlight that I think is probably not shared with a lot of people. I really like Swine. I was, yeah. I, I like that. She's kind of doing the dope voice in Swine, too. <laughs> She's doing the, like, in, like, the pre-chorus, the I know, I know, I know you want me. You're just a pig inside a human body. But I do think the production is a little, like, night and day on it. Like, it's, like, kind of two different songs mashed into one, mm-hmm. which I usually think is a little iffy to put on an album. But I think it really works on Swine, especially because it's, like, I don't know, like, it's kind of, like, almost like seduction-y but then calling like men pigs basically Mm. it's like it's great i really enjoy it and uh i have like a cursed brain that loves any song that could be used for a spin class really well and it's (laughs) like the drop on this is like perfect you know it's like i could run into this no i was just i was gonna say it's like the song was a grower for me like i didn't like it at first but it's really like because i'm not a big edm person also so i didn't i think that's the other thing i didn't like about this album but this song, for some reason, it's it's also... I mean, the whole thing is very campy, like, the whole album, but, like, this song, which is like, Swine! Like, mm-hmm. that's that's good shit. My 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 boyfriend hates this song. It's, like, <laughs> his least favorite song of this album. <laughs> and also, I mean, this song has some history to it as well, because this is the song that was performed at South by Southwest when, not to be confused with Millie Bobby Brown, the <laughs> performance artist Millie Brown um, was <laughs> chugging paint and vomiting it on her i don't know if either of you are familiar Mm. nope there so millie brown is a type of performance artist and what she does is she or at least at the time i don't know what she's up to now um but a lot of her performance (laughs) a lot of her performance art at the time was making these really elaborate um like art pieces where she would like drink paint and then vomit on to canvas and stuff. And so during this performance of swine, when Chicago is in like white dreadlocks, I mean, it's like, you know, it's a whole thing, but um, Millie comes out and starts like chugging paint 
and then vomiting it back on Lady Gaga. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And like, that was another moment in the art pop era that people were so mad. She actually got, and I say feud loosely, Demi Lovato got in a feud and was like tweeting about how it was like glorifying bulimia and like, it was a whole thing. Um, hmm. And uh, Demi Lovato has the worst takes on everything. Oh my God. I I was saying that Demi Lovato, like, good for them for coming out as non-binary, but now they have taken the throne of the most annoying non-binary person <laughs> anyone could ever and listen, experience. And I'm coming for that crown, so you just wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Caleb's up next. Please do. I, yeah. I realized early in the episode I uh, might have used your wrong pronouns, Caleb. I'm oh, so sorry. I don't care. You can call too. me whatever you want. I, don't, I literally don't okay, care okay. at all. Um, sorry. Oh, wait, sorry, I, sorry. I'm being annoying. Excuse me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That is not funny. I get to say that because I'm non-binary. You all leave me alone. (laughs) Uh, But you you go by they them typically, correct? Um, I honestly don't care. uh, Okay, okay. Like genuinely, when I'm introducing myself, if I'm using pronouns, I usually just say like I'll use any pronouns. Like it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just Um, making sure that I yeah, which I appreciate. Thank you. But yes, so that and and also you know swine since since art pop she's talked a lot about a sexual assault that happened to her when she was younger yeah um and and swine is about that really and kind of calling out Mm. this person in particular and i think that's the juxtaposition of the song is this like playful like almost seductive voice that she's doing where she's saying like i know i know i know you want me you're just a pig inside a human body like she's kind of like um taunting them in a way to say like i know you want this because you're just like this fucked up man who like thinks he can have whatever he wants um and she's elaborated a lot more about that assault um in much more direct ways since but uh so i think that's a really interesting and like colorfully loud way of talking about that experience i think that assault probably combined and like the song being about that assault, the whole album kind of being like a commercial, like ride or die kind of thing for her. Like all that has to go into why it's really hard for her to revisit this album mm-hmm. too. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this album that I made about like sexual assault that didn't do that well that, you know, I made during a really hard period of my life. Like, of course she doesn't want to release our yeah. pop two, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know that about like that. This song was about that person in particular so that that that's kind of, i mean i like the song already but that kind of changes it a little bit for me also like it makes sense too that she's like like screaming in the song at him basically mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. kind of just makes it that much more powerful so it's on my like gym gym playlist which because it's so like it has like an angry vibe to it which <laughs> works really well for like weights and stuff yeah it's yeah. on my it's on my rage playlist that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which isn't a joke <laughs> no, I I, I love it because I get it. Like, <laughs> I have two one two on my rage playlist. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was trying to get Sean to listen to Azalea Banks, and he was like, "Okay, give me three songs." And like before a podcast recording, and uh, he was like, "Are they all like this?" <laughs> like, <laughs> the answer hey, <answer's> yes, <laughs> I can be the answer. Listen, if you all do an Azalea episode and you don't have me on the way I'm, I, my <laughs> my spidey senses are gonna tingle and i'm showing up <laughs> Caleb, you, you're, you're great but god i hope we never do an azalea banks episode. oh my gosh i mean michael and i'll do it it'll just yeah, Caleb yeah that's I, fine i'll opt out i'm yeah. just like i'm like andrew me and caleb have recorded 16 episodes here you go <laughs> like 
<laughs> albums you guys don't want to do. I mean, an the episode on every probably, song. I was going to say the way I could probably do an entire two hours on two one two. I, <laughs> I that oh, I we have to pivot. Well, actually, is this a series? This new series. I haven't been meaning to listen to that when we talk about albums. Everyone else does not want. I, sh- I shouldn't be listening to that. <laughs> That no, was the alternative name of our Kanye West month. The funny, oh, God, the yeah. funny thing about Azalea is that she did, in fact, like have a collab with Gaga that was originally supposed to be on Art Pop. Um, it's called yeah. Red Flame, mm. and it is a banger of a song. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Azalea's verses on it are incredible, and uh, the most Gaga's ever said about Azalea is. Um, a fan brought Azalea up to her in an art rave, like backstage, like hang thing. And Gaga just said, she's not very nice. <laughs> that's like the most, she's, that's true. That's the, she, that's the most yeah. she's ever said. <laughs> Where's the lie? Did she lie? She did not. I was going to say, that's basically what I know about her is that she's kind of a dick. So <laughs> she, she had a, uh, a duo or like a uh, feature on a Kim Petras song that got scrapped <gasps> because Azalea scrapped it and she said she does not want to be an LGBT icon anymore. <laughs> oh that is God. like what she said, quote, <laughs> poll quote. Uh, and so she will not be working with any more queer artists. Which makes her like, even more of a crazy. queer icon. Like, that, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like when, when Azalea Banks says like, I don't like queer people, I'm like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she has a point. She's an icon. She's a legend. And she is the moment. Come on. No, come now. on now. <laughs> uh, oh my Caleb God. and I are infected with the same brain worms. Oh, we, we got them at the RuPaul's Drag Race watch party. <laughs> I do. Like yeah. I said, I mean, I actually could talk about Isaiah for a long time. But, um, but uh, yes. Anyway, Art Pop. <laughs> anyway, Art Pop. Uh, I put my highlights. Sean said his highlights. What about you, Caleb? I know you said it's t- perfect wall to wall, but I was gonna say it really <laughs> is. The, it, it, it really is the whole album. I think like the one dip for me because I even I'm I love dope. So like really the one dip for me if I was gonna skip a song, it is like I think if I was putting the album on at a party, I would skip Jewels and Drugs because I don't think everyone else would vibe with it as well, and then I would mm. also probably skip Dope, um, but the. I really stand by every single one of them. <laughs> Do you have like a favorite favorite though? Anything you like? If you pick, I would one say track the title track. Um, I really, oh, interesting. I, I really think that the title track is the one for me. I, I, I really, really do. The just the lyrics of like, um, like my art pop can mean anything is just like so genuinely true, and I. And I think that that still stands up. I don't know. You know, Sean, you like said something earlier about like, she's not like known for her lyrics. And I'm like, I also think that she totally is. I just don't think it's like the same type of lyricism that like, say like Taylor Swift is doing, which like pulls in a lot of like fantasy metaphor, you know, like whatever. Mm. It's not like, but it, but it is like great pop songwriting, which oftentimes is like, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm blonde. I'm skinny. I'm rich. And I'm a little bit of a bitch. Like, is that like <laughs> lyrical genius? No, but also yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I'm with you on this. I, I think like there's a certain point where you know, like no, she's not writing it unironically to a degree too. No, 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 yeah. Well, and she said like you know I'm, yeah, like in art pop, she's basically like my work can mean like many different things to many different people. Like, and I think that's 
the the more like quote generic writing is kind of it does that effectively yeah. where you're able to take different things from it so it works with the the songs like and i also think like even pulling from like chromatica now where like in in the opening song alice or well i'm sorry in the second song after chromatica one um but in alice you know like the song starts the song alice is about like her experience with like panic disorder and like mental health and the first lines of the song are like, could you pull me out of this alive? Where's my body? I'm stuck in my mind. Um, and like in it, it like references this like Alice in Wonderland theme that she's painting. And also is saying like Mm -hmm. in, in panic, like, can somebody pull me out of this alive? Like, where's my body? Like I'm stuck in my mind. And the whole song is about like, my name isn't Alice, but I'll keep looking for Wonderland. So I, anyway, uh, um, but yeah, I, I uh, Art Pop, the the title track, I think is, um, I think it's just like this colorful, like electronic and the synths in it, the way they like bounce around to like piece the melody together. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Well, again, like the album is very like, it's mixed very well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it just, it's, it's it does sound very good. Like, I don't even like EDM, but I'm like, a lot of this album like slaps pretty hard, so mm-hmm. it's very well produced. Our pop to me is very middle of the road. Maybe because it's like lower tempo, I think, than the rest of the album. Maybe so that I. It's cool that that's your favorite because it would not be my go-to from the album. You know what I mean? So well, and it also you know really tied together this idea that like once again fans took for a long time, which was. Um, you know, she says, uh, I try to sell myself, but I am really laughing because I just love the music, not the bling. Um, mm-hmm. And it's this like statement of like, you all like, I'm like trying to sell myself, but it's like, it's funny because what I really love to do is just like make this music. It's like not about the money. It's not about this like bigger, like cha-ching, industry cha-ching. thing. Yeah. <laughs> not about the bubbling, bubbling. <laughs> Break it down. <laughs> but, but yes, yeah, so I think um, it, it's just kind of like the bigger picture of the album as well. I think I think if you played someone art pop the song and said like this, like this is the essence of the album, they would be able to, I think, in a way, guess what the themes of the album would be from there. And I think that they would be right. Mm. It's my perspective. I think it exemplifies the album. I think I would hear art pop and then be pleasantly surprised by the rest of the <laughs> album. <laughs> so I think we've we've hit on highlights. We've hit on uh, we've hit on lowlights. We've talked about themes. So I think now we want to maybe get into final ratings, Sean. Unless you have any other any other items we want to hit. Any other stray observations, Caleb, Sean? I just I think that like in the uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be like telling these everyone to like love this album as much as I do, which is delusional. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine though. Be, be the missionary for art pop. Um, yeah. So, uh, we're going to get into final ratings. How this works is we give, uh, the album a rating on a scale of one to 10, uh, kind of one to 10 X, like X being something related to the album, you know, like one to 10 art pops, which of course could mean anything. Yeah, one to ten XXX. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we'll rate the album on a scale of one to ten. Uh, let's start with Sean's rating. Uh, I I really didn't like this album on the first listen through. It was too chaotic, too over the top. Um, 
it has grown on me. It's a grower, not a shower. And yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it again, but again, like if it was, if I was at a, like a party or something and it was played, I would probably get down to it. Um, I really don't have too much to say other than that. Um, I will give it six serves for the stars out of 10. <laughs> um, I will give my rating next because I think I would like to give the floor to Caleb to wrap this one up. But mm-hmm. I really, really like this album. I think it's my favorite Lady Gaga album as like it's as time has gone on. I think the fame hasn't aged as well, or maybe it's just been overplayed, but this is the one I will revisit if I just want to listen to like Lady Gaga or I want to like, you know, crank up the party even just for myself. Um, I think it's really fun. I think it's really interesting. It has like a different sound to it than a lot of pop music does. Um, It's unique to itself, which I really enjoy. Um, And because of that, I just really like it. It's one of my, probably my top 50 albums of all time i really really like it oh, so wow. i give it a uh, rocket number nine out of ten uh for this album very nice yeah okay Caleb. well my little rating thing isn't gonna be as cute as that that was good <laughs> and also it was hard because it's a 10 out of 10 i knew what i was gonna say coming into this <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone listening have a question in their mind? <laughs> I I I mean it's a perfect album. I just um I honestly like you know all of this aside, it is probably the only no it's not. This and Born This Way are the only albums that I would consider in her discography perfect. I would say um the fame is as close as can possibly be while also acknowledging that um the song Boys 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 has the line Love it when you call me legs in the morning, buy me eggs, which I, I think, you Ooh. know, was a choice. Um, so I think that's close. But um, I think that. Uh, Wait, is that problematic? That lyric? Or is it silly? I think it's just goofy. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I was like, how's that bad? Like, just in just the morning, dumb. buy me eggs. I just. I think, I think that is so funny. <laughs> I hate it. It was the first song she ever wrote with Red One, and and it is a very good song. But y'all couldn't have spent one more minute on that line. <laughs> no, I think that Lady Gaga wrote that was like, I'm keeping this here. This is locked in. She was like 19 when she wrote that. Anyway, right, sorry. right, right. right. Um, okay, that checks out. So I, I just, uh, I just think it's so good, and I think, and you know, like I could. This has been however long it's been. I could spend days talking about this album because you know like we're talking live performances we're talking tv appearances and the fashion i mean oh my gosh the fashion Mm. um which obviously podcasts are famously uh uh visual visual medium medium. so um (laughs) i uh i just i think it's great i think it's wonderful i i definitely think that it is polarizing i think it will forever be her most polarizing piece of work i think it was designed to be um, I think if the rollout and the um, era would have gone differently and maybe more suited to the way she would have imagined it, it would probably be the album she stood by the most and maybe um, like loved. Uh, I just don't think it went the way it, that she wanted it to. And I think that's really unfortunate. Um, all of that being said, once again, now I feel like mine's not as good, but mine's 10 sex dreams <laughs> out of 10. No, that's go. good. Yeah. That's good. I just happened to be able to do rocket number nine out of ten. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So next up is our We've Been Meaning. 
uh, wait, we're doing it different. We, we're doing it different. Wait, how, this do we, time? how do we do it? <laughs> we usually just do it. <laughs> we never oh, we get this right. To, to that playlist and together. We, yeah, 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 yeah. And we did playlist. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> we've been meaning to listen to that. And we did playlist. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> we got it. We got it. We got it. Uh, so. Uh, how this works is we have a playlist that we update with uh, songs from our guests. Um, we ask everyone to bring in a song that this album reminds them of or just something they've been listening to lately. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Caleb, why don't you hit us with your pick for the week? Um, my pick was different um, before last night at about 10 p.m. when this song dropped. Um, but my pick for the week, as I already mentioned, is Judas the reimagined version by Big Frida. Is it on Spotify? Yes. Oh, excellent. So... Uh, we will add that to the playlist. Sorry, I did. I was trying to find it earlier and I didn't see it on Spotify, but me, I'm blind. And you can add two if you'd like, Caleb. I think I'd like to hear your prior to prior to today pick as well. So the, the Big Frida, it's uh, it's under Big Frida. Oh, okay. okay it's like okay. literally her song. Uh, my other pick was um, the song Mirror by Sigrid. It just came out like a couple days ago, and I, I think it's really, really good. Um, I've been listening to it like nonstop since it came out. What about you, Sean? What are your picks? I just have one pick this week. It is Cha-Ching by Chairlift. Click. Chairlift is Caroline Polachek's old band, and Cha-Ching... Um, I actually just picked the song because when you started singing uh, that song, that Jesse J song, reminded me of it. So I was like, oh, I'll put this on the playlist. Um, Jesse but- J, Coconut Man. <laughs> uh- <laughs> P, P, Coconut Man. What's the... <laughs> P, yeah. <laughs> you ready? What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> uh- yeah, so this it reminded me of this song. This song is like, it's super fun. Um, the 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 bass hits really hard. Um, I love Caroline's little like cha-ching, cha-ching. It's, it's really great. Uh, so check it out. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, I can't stop myself. So I have two picks, uh, as well. Uh, my first pick, uh, came out really recently. I cannot stop listening to it. It makes me very excited for the album coming out. It is ancient dreams in a modern land by Marina. Click. Myself, 
Um, I think this album is shaping up to be one of her best. I uh, didn't love her last album. I think it's good. I like it better than most people, but I think this Ancient Dreams in Modern Land is a really, like, return to force for her. I'm really excited about it. It's like an album mostly made by, like, women. Uh, it's really good. And then uh, my second pick is just a song that's just fun. It helps me turn up like uh, the art pop album does. It is This Is My Night by Shaka Khan. Click. Super fun, very like, you know, 70s, 80s disco feel to it, um, even though it was a little bit later, but it's very like, very Shaka Khan. So I, I, do, uh, I do hope we do a Shaka Khan episode. I would love to do yeah, that. Yeah, I think, who knows, this might be my pick later, maybe not, maybe this album, maybe not, and I'll talk <laughs> about the song some more. But uh, yeah, those are my picks. So we will close off here with a final send off from our guest, Caleb Blackford. Well, first, um, let's say... Right? You can follow us on Insta- yes. Instagram at IBMTLTT. Uh, you can check out our website at www.ibmtltt. Yeah, com. That's right. Yeah. Um, Michael, at where gmail. can people... Com. No, yeah, that's a website. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have a... Yeah, I guess we have an email. You can email us if you want to. Uh, I don't I know what the email to that at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> Using up every character that you can possibly <laughs> use in an email. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can follow me at, at Lemon Taco. I repost all our episodes. I'm I'm cute. You should follow me. Uh, and you can follow uh, Sean at uh, T1 underscore Sean 599. I am also cute. <laughs> and you can follow Caleb, who, guess what? I'm an ugly piece of trash. (laughs) (laughs) No, we needed some diversity. (laughs) My Insta is just my name at Caleb, K-A-L-E-B, Blackford, B-L-A-C-K-F-O-R-D. I think my Twitter is Caleb underscore Blackford. Um, You can add me on Facebook. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, Just kidding. Um, I'm usually just on Twitter and Insta. Caleb has a good Twitter. I like engaging with Caleb. We just recently were fighting about the AS6 all-Star 6 reveal. Which we I don't actually... have time to get into. <laughs> we don't have time to get into it, but I have an unpopular pick for victory who I do hope wins. So. Wait, quickly, Sean, do you watch Star Grace? I do. I don't, I can't remember the full lineup for All-Star 6. Um, well, let, let's let's all three we, say who we want to win as soon as Sean looks on the cast. Oh, okay. uh, my, my chosen winner, no discussion, is Raja D. O'Hara. Not kidding. Mean it. <laughs> I think that the problem is that you tweeted that and I thought you were joking. <laughs> so I, I mean it. I responded and I said, shut up. And then you texted me and said, I actually meant that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pick is, um, I don't care. <laughs> okay. So Raja O'Hara by default sure. is Caleb's vote. <laughs> no, who do I actually? Serena Cha Cha. Jan. I don't know. No. <laughs> I, I liked Ginger Minge on her season, but I think Ginger Minge is contractually obligated to win this season. So. <laughs> or Pandora. I like Pandora. That. I also like Pandora. Okay, Mike, I'm sorry. Michael, I, that photo you sent 
this this the story the photo oh you said god. oh my god so my boyfriend funny. met pandora box in like eighth grade not he was in eighth grade hayden was in. i'm gonna send you this picture caleb it is hilarious i'm gonna send it oh, to you now so we can kind of catch oh, your reaction yes, I would love the story that. is so fucking funny <laughs> Oh, like, oh, are you talking about the work story? Yeah, the... I was, oh. I was literally, I was like cackling. It was, so, I was crying. It was so. Where funny. did Hayden so, meet Pandora? No, Hayden was like, it was. She was like in Tulsa for Pride, and oh. Hayden like, Hayden is literally like a baby in this picture. <laughs> like, so I was talking to one of my coworkers about All Star Six, like messaging her uh, at my you know job, and at the same time I was also answering a work question with an overseas team member. So two different things at once, one for fun, one real work. And I, they were like, Hey, can you send me a link? The overseas team was like, can you send me a link to the Google sheet that you're working in? And I was like, of course. And then meanwhile, I was like, can you believe my boyfriend met Pandora box when he was in eighth grade? Like the picture is hilarious here. Let me send it to you. So I copy the picture uh, from my boyfriend's Facebook and I send it to my, my coworker. But then I thought I copied the Google Sheet link <laughs> and uh, sent it to the overseas team. But then I quickly deleted it and was like, uh, "Oops, uh, uh, here's the here's the Google Sheet." Like this picture out of context, I just sent it to you guys. Imagine it's, receiving this. I was going to say the story. <laughs> The story itself is so funny, and then you see the photo, and it takes it over the edge. Oh, it's so good. It, Pandora, it, my boyfriend, is a little gay baby in that picture, and it's very funny. You know what, too? is like, I went to high school with Hayden and, like, did not know him at all. Mm. Um, and this does not help me remember, but Pandora looks the <laughs> same. I don't know. She looks great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Pandora's, like, 50 now and is, like... Doesn't look like she's aged a day since her season. Yeah, the hair's good. So, yeah, the, the she looks very upset to be taking those pictures. Though. It's very funny. Uh, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> let's wrap this up. <laughs> Sorry, I said let's do plugs and then talk about <sighs> Drag Race for ten minutes. But um, yeah, so Caleb, you will just uh, read out a sign off that you'd like to sign off the episode with, and we'll say bye to everybody. Wrap this up. I'm going to keep it short and I'm going to keep it simple. And Let's my sign it. off is hashtag justice for art pop. <laughs> and that's the episode. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>